0: Welcome back to the Nisim Taleb and Inserto podcast. I'm sorry that it's been a while. And obviously in this episode, as you would have seen from the title, it's understanding regression towards the mean. Because regression towards the mean is something that is referred to quite a lot throughout the Inserto. And although it is kind of self-explicable, I nonetheless wrote an article on it. So regression towards the mean attempts to dampen our hyperbolic reaction to both outliers and those significant but rare exceptions. Regression towards the mean explains how a random variable which lies outside the norm will tend to eventually return to the norm. I say tend because it's worthwhile to caveat that nothing is perfect and absolute. And so while the great majority of the cases will reliably tend towards the norm, it's not a universal principle. Exceptional cases do exist. Now... A classic example of understanding a regression towards the mean, I used one very familiar to my countrymen of Australia. And that is how regression towards the mean applies to those who are, in brackets, good at the pokies, uh, which is slots for my international listener. Your odds are the same every time you go for a slap, which is, again, uh, to play slots. The time of day, the type of machine, how long the other guy has been using it, the venue you go to, the beers you've consumed, all of these might seem like relevant variables to which you can exert over the game and increase in the odds in your favor. But like so many ways we think we can exert our influence over the world they are insignificant and rather subject to folly every time we sit down to a cathartic session at the pokies our odds of winning on that machine are always the same you might hit a hot streak and strike feature after feature but while you may have stumbled across against the odds of victories on this session play the machine long enough and random luck will regress to the mean you'll return to normal losing after all which is just to say you will regress towards the mean. If you have an outlier performance and you continue to play, you will eventually fall back into the average distribution of those who play pokies, which is they lose about 97% of the money they put into the machine, something like that. The Machines take a 3% rake, um, I think, something like that. And so, have this as an understanding next time you hear one of your mates uh, lament to you about the necessity to recreate the conditions of the night that they struck feature gold. Because it's true, they got lucky on this occasion, but that was simply them experiencing. An outlier to the overall distribution of Pokey's returns. If they play long enough, which I'm sure they have, they will eventually return to the average and the norm, which is a 97% take from the machine rather than that one outlier example you had where you made 300% on the money that you put in. You put in 50 bucks, left with 150. Implications of regression towards the mean. It happens um, a lot in the sciences. So it can be a consequence of bad sampling. Poor sampling or asymmetric sampling can return you a disproportionate insight into the focus of your study. By not taking a wide enough or long enough sample, you expose yourself to, to having only sampled those events or inputs which, unaware to you, exist at the tail end. Therefore, you fool yourself into results abnormally high or abnormally low over time and will ultimately and begrudgingly experience regression towards the mean. Regression towards the mean is best understood over long time horizons. Think about how regression to the mean could be understood through the prism of financial markets. Warren Buffett insists that you should buy the S&P 500 and just hold for a lifetime and your return would be significantly better than many iterations of short-term speculation. Now, the statement only makes sense when you are Warren Buffett and you have time, patience, billions, and 90 plus years of experience on this earth. But think about it this way if you had simply been given the advice, to buy the most boring middle of the road index fund, which could be characterized as the S&P 500, during the years leading up to the tech bubble of the early 2000s, then remaining on the sidelines through the 100%, 200%, 500% returns of some of the tech stocks, it would have made you look like a fool because you've just gone ahead and bought the middle of the road index fund when you could be cashing in on these giant returns on some of these uh, more specific tech stocks, but, that is only looking at at financial returns over a specific timeline. If you back away from that five-year timeline and then map yourself onto the 200-year timeline of the financial markets, you actually would have been experiencing outlier returns if you had invested in those specific stocks and ultimately regressed to the mean because your uh, massive increase would have then fallen off a cliff after the tech bubble burst. And then you'd be back at whatever the uh, average return is, or at least, um, or, or perhaps you would be significantly low the average return. Just the person who had bought the middle of the road boring index fund, they've got the mean returns over time. The same can be said for the market uh, bubble pre-2008 GFC or the crypto run of 2020. But overall, more people lost everything overall more than they returned a 500% bagger. So, so maybe you got lucky and you invested in uh, the bull markets reading up leading up to one of these bubbles, and then you managed to uh, be smart and cash out at the right time before it crashed. You can position yourself then as one of the uh, outliers in terms of um, in terms of financial returns on the distribution. But if you weren't smart enough to do that, then you would have regressed begrudgingly towards the mean of uh, average returns as your big uh, big stock gains eventually uh, were whittled and whittled and whittled away by a, a crash. So, If you were trying to measure average market returns and sampled the tech stocks of the early 2000s, then you would have experienced a very sad and disheartening regression towards the mean in the following years. Your sampling of average stock market returns would have been in the tail end years. Think about a seasonal business. What if you had sampled the husky sledding income of my mate Uno's business uh, during the month of July? You'd you'd be under the impression that the business was in fact much smaller than it really is because you're measuring his business activity in a month where there is no business for him. But if you return to sample again once a month for the following 24 months, then you would realize a very satisfying regression towards the mean in understanding the true value of Uno's dog sledding business because you would take into account the winter months that create all the revenue and then the summer months that only create costs. But then if you look at the 24 months overall, you'll see that there is an average through line throughout. And if you had taken simply one measure in one six month period, you never would have, you wouldn't have had an accurate understanding of what the actual mean was. And you would have experienced over the 24 months of uh, constant checking a regression towards the mean. So <laughs> this is a statistical phenomenon, very important to scientists and researchers who are trying to design and implement experiments because for these types, it is extremely important to sample correctly. For as we have seen, bad sampling can lead to regression towards the mean that skews completely the findings of a specific study. Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky, two men that Nassim praises very enthusiastically, discovered how regression towards the mean might also apply to certain behaviors. If you want to see more about that, you'll see it's in my article, which is attached to this podcast. So So finally, regression towards the mean and a a Talebian outro, always be skeptical of loaded dice or a loaded coin, because while it is possible to see 100 heads in a row, as you flip a coin and bet on the outcome, the occurrence of such an outcome is so unbelievable that it is likely you're being taken for a ride. The same can be said of a diceman who can seemingly throw exactly what he needs every time. The point is, don't let an outlier prove a rule. Instead, be aware of regression towards the mean and understand that over a long enough timeline, assuming you don't meet zero, most things return to an average distribution. All right. Cheers guys. Uh, like I said at the beginning, I'm sorry it's been a while, but I just wanted to quickly leave a message with you. Uh, this podcast gets an additional 50 to 100 downloads per day, which didn't mean a lot for a long time until now where it's starting to mean something. And I want to make sure that your time is not wasted listening to this podcast because I am so thrilled that you have decided to devote your time to it. It is really, really, really cool for me to see that this many people are, are taking an interest in lead, but also you're know, listening to my podcast. Taleb's an extremely influential person on my thinking, likely yours as well, since you happen to be tuning into this podcast. But there is much more to life than Taleb. I am making the assumption that you and I have much more in common than we appreciate. This niche here, upon which we have found ourselves, is an indication of like minds, I think. And so with that being said, I am asking you to please subscribe to my primary focus of attention, which is an interview podcast titled A Curious Worldview. The link is in the description and there your interests will be served well beyond the realm of randomness, chance and Taleb. Just to give you a flavor of some of the interviews and podcasts that I'm doing over there. For example, I'm currently finishing off a three-part series with Stephen Hicks on the life of Friedrich Nietzsche. I have two of the financial gurus of offshore offshore secrecy, Nicholas Shackson and Jim Henry, who are featured on the podcast. I've got the definitive biographer of Genghis Khan, Jack Weatherford, Tim Marshall, James Robinson, the author of Why Nations Fail, and Alexander Lee, the definitive biographer of Nicola Machiavelli. There is lots of stuff on there from great storytelling uh, to philosophy to markets to Uh, photography. I'm going to sit down with Bjorn Persson this week, who is one of uh, the world's most famous wildlife photographers. Basically, that is the project of which I am most excited about. And I am really confident that a lot of the people listening to this podcast here right now will also get something out of that. So if you happen to be one of those people, please go over there and leave a review on that podcast saying that I came from the Nassim Thalbun Soda podcast because that would be fucking cool. It would be super cool for me to see that happen. And so you'll see the link to the um, podcast is right at the top of the description. Go in there, leave a review immediately. And that's all. You're a bunch of legends. Take it easy. Ciao.